Wisconsin's Afternoon News is on the air. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Elkhart Lakes Road America. Broadcasting live from the 2023 Greater Milwaukee International Car and Truck Show at the Wisconsin Center. Here's John McCure. All right, Sandy Max is also here. So is Debbie Lazica. Greg Matzik is at spring training in Arizona. I've got a take on the Glenn Grothman news. Have you heard the news? Glenn Grothman decided that he's going to run again. Glenn Grothman made a promise to everybody that would listen to him that he would only run for five terms and serve for ten years. And instead, Grothman is saying this. I've been traveling around, talking to people, and they encourage me to keep going. So no matter what I promise to anybody, I'm going to run again. Glenn Grothman got elected in large part because he promised he would only serve 10 years. When he first got elected, he attacked U.S. Representative Tom Petri by name, saying that the congressman needed to go, we needed new blood, and that no one should serve for 35 years. I will serve for 10 until he's decided that he would rather protect his paycheck and his power and stay in power. So he will continue to serve. He says, people wanted me to. They asked me to. All right, if I wanted you to rob a bank, would you do that? If a constituent wanted you to run over an old lady, would you do that? I don't care what people want you to do. You made a promise to us. You told us you wouldn't run. Now, let me set the record straight. I'm against term limits. I think people should run as long as they want. I should be able to vote for somebody as many times as they want to run. But if you promise to me that you're not going to run again, you get elected because you tell me you're not going to run again. And then you say, you know what? I make $175,000 a year, and I got a really nice office in a cool city, so I'm going to keep running. No, I'm not good with that. Ron Johnson did the same thing. I'm only going to run twice. I promise, cross my heart, hope to die. I'm going to beat Russ Feingold and then run twice, and he did the same thing. If the guys flip-flop on the issues to preserve their power and their paycheck, how can we trust them on other issues when they look us in the eye? And tell us they're going to do one thing, and then they do the opposite. They got largely elected, saying they would only run a certain amount of terms, and now they've decided, I kind of like this gig. Never mind what I said. I don't like it. It's 513 at WTMJ. The team is here. The Milwaukee Auto Show. Sandy's here. Debbie's here. We are here until 6 o'clock broadcasting live from the Wisconsin Center. New vehicles. You can test drive a vehicle. You can sit in just about anything that's parked inside this big building. Pre-production models. Stuff that's not even out yet. There is so much to see. There's a custom-painted McLaren Spider. Oh. I'm telling you. At the top of the escalator on the side it of the building. It is Ooh, gorgeous. It's an eye catcher and then a mm. really bright green sports car and next to really it. it's really cool because it's like got that matte coloring it's not really that super like clear coat yeah. it's really neat looking the mat's a hot thing now in new oh, cars yeah. even we were just shopping recently for a new car matt matt the matte paint is back yeah instead of the shiny i yep. like the shiny i like the paint that makes it look like you're right it's a, it should be on a motorboat i like the I shiny like that too. Kind of, yeah yeah give me yeah. some glitter in that paint and you'll <laughs> find it whatever you like you will find here there's a beautiful 1972 pantera yep there's a triumph that's powder blue retro a British car, whether you're like vintage cars, luxury cars, or you're really shopping for a minivan. There are Airstreams in here. here. There are oh, Airstreams yeah. in here. There are motorcycles right. in here. There's all sorts of stuff, they so come on down. Ford F-150 Lightning, the electric oh, yeah. pickup. That thing is sweet. you got to see it to believe it. Because yeah, exactly. when you talk about an electric car and F-150, those are not 
exactly. things that you think would go together. Right, right, absolutely. So Wisconsin Center, all the way through Sunday, come down, check it out, stroll. You will not get any high-pressure sales. This really is to, the place to come if you mm-hmm. just love automobiles and want to be around them and maybe shop for a new one. The one member of our team that's not here is Greg Matzik, and he's in Arizona. The Cactus League season is spring training going on there, and they're designed for the players to prep for that grind of the 162-game season. But there's one aspect, as Greg reports, of the spring that doesn't align with the summer. From a fan's perspective, there really is nothing like a trip to spring training. We used to come for one week, then we'd come for two weeks. Now this week, we're down here five weeks. <laughs> Why are games played primarily during the day? Well, so fans can escape the gnarly winter weather of Wisconsin and sit out in the sun for three hours, sipping on beer and catching a few innings of a given game. Well, what's not to love about that situation? For the players, however, a one o'clock game means an earlier-than-desired wake-up call. Something the players and manager don't really care for. I will say alarm clocks are a bipartisan issue as well. (laughs) Lack of alarm clocks is a great bipartisan issue. The lone night game on the Brewers' 31-game Cactus League schedule isn't until March 15th. That's a good thing, right? No alarm clock for Christian? We got a night game, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I actually forgot about that. So, yeah, it'll be nice to uh, switch it up, play play one night game here in spring training. The bulk of spring training, Christian Yelich has a 6 a.m. wake-up call. You kind of get used to it, just waking up after after a little while, a few weeks of doing it, but uh, it'll be nice just to, I mean, you'll, you'll wake up probably at 7 o'clock anyway with no alarm tomorrow because your body's used to it, but uh, it'll be nice for sure. During the regular season, the bulk of the games are played as the sun is setting, so just when they get used to one schedule... It flips. It feels weird to have a night game, but when you play night games later in the season, because you're used to playing at one o'clock every day, getting up early, getting your you're getting your things done, and uh, playing at one. So it'll it'll be a little different, but um, it's it's more of you know, what you get used to during the during the season. Brewers pitcher Corbin Burns still a departure from the Cactus League norm is just fine for the manager. Well, for the most part, anyway. I enjoy a night game in spring training that day, and then the next day we complain. So you have a um, wake-up call the next day after a night game? Well, yeah, we got a game at 1 o'clock. <laughs> Mike Brasso's a veteran. He's used to this. Doesn't mean he loves it. Okay, so what time does the alarm go off for you? Uh, this morning it goes off at 6. Yeah, 6, and then I have a snoozer one for 6.05. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so that would indicate that you're slightly angry that the alarm's going off at 6. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I let it simmer for a couple of minutes, and then it goes off again. <laughs> okay, but at the, at the end of the day, you can say, I'm home at 4 o'clock, I'm kind of chilled out for the rest of the day. Is that the bonus? Yeah, definitely. You can get a nice dinner in, you can kind of relax a little bit, get off your feet, and then, um, yeah, I mean, with that early wake-up call comes an early, you know, night call, too. So you're usually going to sleep by time. 10 o'clock as well. With the Brewers in Arizona, Greg Matzik, WTMJ Sports. Greg is with us live from Arizona. Greg, do you find that the players are playful, mischievous? Is it less serious business than during the grind of the regular season? Yeah, I think so. I, I was watching batting practice today. They were doing some outfield drills, and, and guys were doing what you might do as a kid. You're throwing your glove up in the air at a ball that's over your head and just kind of joking <laughs> around, laughing a little bit. It's fun to see that. It is a kid's game, and, and I think it's reflected in spring training. Uh, the one guy you always know when he's in the clubhouse is Rowdy Telez. And over the years, mm. there have been guys like this, like Niger Morgan, Prince Fielder. You always knew when they were in the clubhouse. But Rowdy is uh, uh, Todd Rosiak of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel described him as a delightful grump today because he's always picking on somebody he's taking jokes he's giving jokes uh he's just an entertaining guy to be around but you need like guys like that in your clubhouse to make it through 162 games if it is too serious and too tight i don't think that works and i think that's part of craig's direction mm-hmm. here is to make sure you're connected uh but also loose and enjoying playing a kid's game 
That is part of the magic of building a team is that camaraderie. It for sure is, and I think that's why teams are oftentimes protective of their core. They try and grow young talent. Uh, you can really be yourself after you've been in the clubhouse for a couple of years. I, I think that's important to take note of. Rookies might be a little bit more wide-eyed. Uh, first to the team, you might be thinking, I've got to just find a way to fit in. But once you've been here for a little bit and you've settled in, you can really become yourself. Greg, where do the guys live? Uh, sort of all over the place. Some people take up residence in Airbnbs and VRBOs. There's a lot of baseball players down here. Uh, and quite frankly, some players who are have homes here, but their team, they, they might be in Florida. So it's open for the month, and they just rent it out to other players. Uh, mm-hmm. Others have roots, and they, they just have a second home out here. I know Craig has a second home out here. He's able to go sleep in his own bed. Some guys are, are staying in extended-stay hotels, uh, but most of them are, are renting Airbnbs or they have a residence. Uh, how's Uke doing? Have you seen Uker wandering around at all? He sounded good. Yeah. I, I saw him yesterday. We talked for a little bit uh, as he was doing the, the broadcast on 94.5 ESPN. He looks great. Sounds great. It's just it's classic Uker. He, I think he really enjoys spring training and, and sort of the relaxed vibe of it. But uh, he always sounds like he's in midseason form. But he's in great spirits. It was fun talking to him yesterday. He's certainly in his element, that's for sure. And I'm glad that you've been there for this past week, Greg. It's been great to get your perspective from fans who are there and getting to know the players. But what are you going to miss most about coming back here? What are you going to miss about spring training life? <laughs> well, I, I, if I could bring my family out here, that'd be great. We could all enjoy it together. But I, I'm just, I love baseball. I love being around the players when they're really themselves, when they're relaxed, when they're able to tell stories. I've had so much fun telling the different stories of the different players from Mike Brasso's baby gender reveal story mm-hmm. uh, to talking to the guys about Aaron's darkness retreat and getting their candid thoughts. You <laughs> don't really fun. get as much a chance to do that during the regular season. It's just a, a different different tenor in the clubhouse. Uh, but it's laid back, it's relaxed, and it's it's the time to really get to know the players during this, this time in spring training. It's your birthday weekend. I'm sure your beautiful young girls and your beautiful wife are going to be happy to have you home. What 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 are you going to do? What's the, what's the plan to celebrate the birthday tomorrow? Uh, it's a really good question. I, I have no idea what they have planned. I, we were FaceTiming last night, and they were very quickly trying to hide things that might have been in view of the, uh, the phone screen. So I'm not sure what's planned. I'll get back about midnight tonight. Uh, we're, we are going to try and piece together a small little getaway for the girls' spring break. So we oh, might end yeah. up at a, at a brewery tomorrow and enjoy a beer and a pizza and some basketball or something like that and kind of keep it low-key. It'll be fun to hang out with them. Don't keep it too low-key. Make sure you tell everybody everywhere you go that it's your birthday. Somebody <laughs> oh, might uh, gosh, treat no, you to a, a, a piece of pizza or a, or a tasty be- yeah, beverage, exactly. you know. I, I, will, I will gladly say thank you to those who say happy birthday, but I am certainly not an announcer. <laughs> Well, we're glad that you are going to be back here. It's been great fun having you out there all week. You're still out there for the rest of the show, but it's been so good to have you out there, but it'll be even better to have you back here, Greg. No, thank you, guys. I appreciate you allowing me to tell the stories of spring training and bring our fans to Arizona with me. Now, there's a lot. You can uh, find them on WTMJ.com if you go to the sports section and Milwaukee Brewers. That's uh, where you'll find a lot of Greg's reports from spring training. Yep. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Let's get out to meteorologist Brian Nisnanski on this Friday. Hello, Niz. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, not really sad about not getting any snow at all. 
I'm with you, man. I am totally with you. All week I was praying, stay south, stay south. Or even thunder <laughs> snow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's like really dumpy now in northern Indiana and Michigan. Even Chicago ended up just kind of getting a little kissing blow from this, yeah. like not much. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's coming down now across Indiana. Thunder snow, as Sandy just mentioned. Uh, I actually saw quite a bit of lightning uh, this afternoon, so I'm sure there's some somewhere out there Jim Cantori's like doing backflips or something. Oh, you know, my remember God. Remember him going nuts <laughs> sure. about the snow, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> He gets a thrill out of it, that's for sure. What, when's the last uh, weather event that made you stand in the middle of the street and go, oh, my gosh? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, not, I don't have the showmanship as much as Jim Cantori. However, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I, I do get excited. You know, to be truthful, and I can't think of a one last specific time, but I really do enjoy, like, a good thunderstorm when I'm not on the clock. Like, something that is really good, got good lightning that I don't have to worry about having to run into the office because there's a tornado or something, but something that is just really, really good and that I can enjoy. Yeah, I'm with you. I do, too. There's something cool about sitting back and just watching it kind of come in if you've got nothing to worry about. We need you down here at the uh, auto show. Oh, I wish I could come down there. I was down there a couple years ago, went to the event. Awesome event. I mean, you guys are lucky to be down there, seeing all the cool cars. Happened until Sunday at the Wisconsin Center. There's still room for you. Next year, we'll bring you down here with us, maybe. We'll work on that. Are you guys down there in the afternoon tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. We were down here yesterday and today, and it's so cool. Okay. It's fun. No, but tomorrow afternoon, are you going to be there tomorrow? No, no. No, No, they let us have tomorrow off. (laughs) Okay, see, I'd sneak over by you guys. might be listening. (laughs) Are you more into the new cars or the vintage cars, Niz? Uh, more of the newer cars. I like to see, like, you know, dream a little bit, you know, maybe that next purchase that probably will never happen. But, no, I, I, I like checking them out. I'm heading to the Bucks game tomorrow afternoon, so that's what I was asking. Maybe I could swing by beforehand. But, oh, um, that's going to be a good, good one, plan. too. Oh, Sixers yes. in town. I'm pumped for that. That was the last All right, what's the Sixers in like? I was just saying, Niz, you could be the good luck charm because you were outside the Panthers game last night, UWM, right? Yeah, and they played darn good, too. It was awesome to see a good energy at the Kalachi Center. But, yeah, we're looking at quiet conditions tonight and for most of the weekend, too. If you have any plans, heading down to the Auto Center or the Bucks game tomorrow or the Marquette game. Mostly cloudy skies tonight, a low of 30. For tomorrow, a chance of a light shower in the afternoon. Very light, very scattered, not a big deal. 45 for the high, so actually quite comfortable. On Sunday, mostly cloudy with a high of 43. Some rain and snow moves in Sunday night and into Monday. I think our temperatures are going to be too warm to have accumulation in Milwaukee, but maybe some of our northern spots see some. And then as we head on into Tuesday, partly cloudy, 38, and Wednesday, partly cloudy, and 37 degrees. All right. Have a great weekend, Niz. You too, guys. See you later. What a week, huh? What a week, eh? What a week. Let's wrap for a second. Record-setting rainfall, tragedy strikes Greece's railways... A day full of engaging conversations and more. It's the Week in Review, brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Get ready for this soaker. The Super Soaker 100. Expecting more than an inch of rain throughout southeast Wisconsin. Both plants are maxed out. Because of this, MMSD has started a combined sewer overflow where untreated water is released into local rivers and eventually into Lake Michigan. 2.06 inches of rain. How about that local sports team? Kevin Durant, let's go. You keep joining super teams to win an NBA title. How about we work out together sometime so I can teach you how to carry your own team? 
Our feelings haven't changed about Aaron. I finished those two days with deep love and admiration. Greg, thanks, man. You make my life scrumptious. The power within. This night belongs to the Milwaukee Panthers. Marquette is Big East champions. Search and rescue was suspended for the night in Greece after a collision between a freight and passenger train. A deadly train collision in the night from Tuesday to Wednesday killed at least 38 people in Larissa, Greece. President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan comes before the Supreme Court this week. 43 million eligible student loan borrowers anxiously waiting the court's decision. This is an abuse of the loan system. People should be held responsible for their personal economic choices. Like with all of these, we wait. We wait until until June to see how this thing unfolds. You like going out late? Give me a hell yeah! You might have a shot to stay out even later at the bars. For a limited time. Oh, okay. Governor Tony Evers is reviving a proposal that would allow bars to stay open until 4 a.m. during mid-July of next year. Why do we need to be open until 4? It just allows more time for people to get drunker and drunker. Police responding to a bomb threat in downtown Milwaukee this afternoon say no explosives were found at the Milwaukee Athletic Club. This is Annex Wealth Management presents WTMJ Conversations 2023. First time in studio. We've talked a lot on yeah. the phone. Governor Tony Evers. I am meeting occasionally with the leadership. Speaker Robin Voss. We have tried to hit the reset button saying we want to find consensus. The fabulous mayor of Milwaukee, Chevy Johnson. Don't drive reckless. Should we seize cars? Yeah, we should. Peter Fagan. I have more energy and excitement than you could have like, for a lifetime in like, five minutes. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Can you hear me? Okay, what is happening? Uh, so we are off the air. This happens sometimes when a transmitter decides to drop itself, and uh, we're trying to figure out what to do. So in the meantime, uh, Brandon and I and you are going to have some coffee and play some cards, and uh, I'm working on a couple of things just in case. <laughs> oh, no! It's broken! The Walkie Auto Show. Sandy is so excited to be here. <laughs> Debbie's in her element. There's cars everywhere. This is muggy. Gas station stops might be irrelevant, but EV owners do need to plan time for charging on drives over 250 to 300 miles. Brian Moody, executive editor of Kelly Blue Book. To charge it back up, it's not going to be a five-minute stop. It might be a 30, 40, 50, 60, 70-minute stop. You could be one of many Americans concerned about premature electrification. It's done. It's over now. <laughs> Down goes Murdoch. What a week, huh? What a week, eh? What a week. Shut it down! Oh, Let's go! Nice job, Adam Roberts, putting that piece together. Always good. All right, a little more car news as we broadcast live from the Milwaukee Auto Show. AAA has a new survey out, and the survey reveals we're talking self driving cars. That's 68%, 6-8, of drivers are afraid of riding in a self driving vehicle. The news is that's up big time from 55% just last year, the largest annual increase since 2020. There have been a lot of accidents that have involved cars that have certain self-driving elements. A couple in California where people have died because something malfunctioned and they kind of had it on the autopilot function. I think one of the things that's important to point out here is that when people think of self-driving cars, there are not self-driving cars that are completely self-driving that are even available for purchase. Right. I mean, they have certain elements of it, right, Deb? But yeah. you can't buy a car where you can literally read a book and yeah. drive it oh down the gosh. road. Oh, my gosh. Even if we did, if they said that you could, I still wouldn't feel comfortable doing that, Me either. Though. 
Well, honestly. I think it's nine percent that do trust the car. So those are your early adapters. That's what I mean. Like those are the people who like are really ready for jets and cars and that sort of thing. But you know, if you remember, there were like three hundred thousand Tesla cars that oh, yeah. were recalled last month over a bug right. in software. So that's not a confidence builder. Absolutely. If not. you were mm. even on the fence, if you were going to be one of the nine percent to make it ten percent, like that's your that's your safety. So some of the technology in these cars that they think will lead to driving alone cars like the active driver assistance programs like i have this in in my car if you try to switch lanes without putting your turn signal on the car vibrates yeah, and yeah. it doesn't want you to move over i have this other thing in my car that if the car in front of me breaks and i haven't hit my brake yet it beeps and flashes really loud oh, wow. okay it's really annoying it's hard to get used to <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like, oh what is that ah, yeah. i was gonna stop really but so they're getting there, but completely self-driving cars not likely to come our way anytime soon, according to AAA. And man, it ain't I'm, I'm cheap okay with either. That. They're not cheap if they were to do that because they're also fighting against the lack of trust. So yeah, along with and you know technology. they'll be super expensive. That Absolutely. technology is not going to be right. cheap. For That's sure. the way it goes. Uh, here at the uh, Milwaukee Auto Show at the Wisconsin Center, I haven't seen any self-driving cars, but there are electric yeah. electric vehicles. There are sports cars, vintage cars. It's been fun to stroll around. And see all oh, the yeah. shiny chrome and, Gorgeous stuff and nobody's trying to sell you any of them. They just want to share yeah. in the enthusiasm of yep. of four wheels. And yeah. we've still Two got wheels. six minutes left if you want to drop off a casserole. <laughs> we will be here for another six minutes. If you're on your way with the casserole that we talked about earlier, we'll be here another five and minutes. And the Road so. America Hurry. schedules. Get here. <laughs> Get here. But a big thanks to Road America for making it possible for us to be mm-hmm. here the past couple of days. And the uh, auto show will be here at the Wisconsin Center through Sunday. I see lots of families, people of all ages. It's fun to see how the machinery brings people together. All right, time for our favorite things of the week. I will go first. My favorite thing of the week. The FDA trying to tell Lucky Charms and Fruity Pebbles that they're not a healthy cereal, and they are fighting back saying, we are healthy. There is rice in our cereal. Standing up for the rights of all of those of us that like to eat sweet cereals, my favorite thing of the week is that Fruity Pebbles actually believes they are a healthy cereal. <laughs> it <laughs> has really? fruity in the name, the John. Fruit, right, exactly. And you You're are right. such a cereal junkie. I'm charmed by this. <laughs> What's your favorite thing of the week? Favorite thing of the week happened last night. Dancing along with a dance floor full of fellow music fans at the Afro-Cuban All-Stars mm. performance at the Marcus Center last night. It was just this joyous gathering, and it's a legendary band, and they perform all kinds of Cuban music. So a lot of rhythm. That sounds and a, fun. It really was. And I wound up bumping into four people I hadn't seen in ages. Oh. Like, hey! You, it's like, even better. When's the last time you accidentally like bumped into somebody on the dance floor? <laughs> you know, it, was just, it, it was, happen. Yeah, it was just such a oh, joyous occasion. Fun. So uh, that was my favorite thing of the week, uh, getting together around bunch of other music fans. I love it. Adam, what's your favorite thing of the week? So we heard earlier this week about how Kewaskum native speed skater Jordan Stoles was going to be competing in the single distance championships of the world this week in the Netherlands. Well, today... Jordan captured his first gold. He is the youngest speed skater to ever win gold in the single distances. He won the 500 meters today. He could go through a three-peat. He's got uh, the 1,000 on Saturday, the 1,500 on Sunday. Congrats to Jordan. Kiwaskum native making us proud. And uh, like they mentioned, uh, Lori Nickel mentioned on the morning show earlier this week, we could be hearing this guy's name in the Winter Olympics not too far down the road. 
That is super cool. We want to thank Road America for sponsoring us here at the Greater Milwaukee Auto Show. It's been fun having them in our corner. Come down, check it out. It runs through the weekend. And I want to thank, before we get out of here, uh, engineer John Tyler, who does a great job keeping us on the air once he gets us on the air. And to Adam Roberts. It's not easy when we are on the road, and he did a great job the last couple of days. So have a great weekend, Sandy. You too. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, make the most of your weekend. We'll meet you back here Monday afternoon. It's 558.